something into your life that will be quick and powerful. God wants to, to navigate you from where you are to where you ought to be by now through the ministry of the word of God. I take my text this morning from Acts chapter number 12 and I'm going to read in your hearing verses 6 to 11. And this word today will, 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 will mount up with wings on Wednesday when we're going to take it to another level. I'm just going to open the word today. I read to you Acts 12, verses 6 to 11 from the New King James Version. And the Bible says, And when Herod was about to bring Peter out, that night Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping him safe in prison. Now behold, all of a sudden an angel of the Lord stood by him, and that's what happens when we get into trouble. And the light shone in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side, and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And what happened? His chains fell off his hands. Hallelujah. Then the angel said to him again, Guard yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. Thank God he obeyed. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. And thank God he did. And so he went out and followed him. I'm talking today about obedience to instructions. And did not know that what was done by the angel was real. It was too good to be true. My prayer is the experiences of my people in Grace Assembly in this September will be too good to be true, but it will be real. He thought he, what was done by the angel was not real, but thought he was seeing a vision. And when they were past the first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gate. They arrived at the, to the point where it was make or break. The iron gate that leads to the city, which surprisingly opened to them of its own accord. Who said hallelujah? Receive the opening of your gates in Jesus' name. The seat, the gates of make or break opened to them of its own accord. And they went out of captivity and went down into the street of liberty. And surprisingly, immediately the angel departed from him. Verse 11. And when Peter had come to himself, he said something. He says, now I know for certain. I know for certain that God is a faithful God. That the Lord has sent his angel and delivered me from the hand of Herod, the enemy of good. May the Lord deliver us from the hand of the enemies of our good. And delivered me from all the wicked expectations of the Jewish people. By the thanksgiving, the worship, and the praise of this morning. My prayer is that any wicked expectation concerning us will be visited with, with frustration in the name of the Lord Jesus. I want you to help me. Um, verse 10 in verse 10. Go to verse 10. And give me the new century version. Verse 10. I want you before I pray to understand what this word is about. This word is so timely. It's so needed. If, if September is going to be the opening of the best part of the year, you have to get this. The Bible says they went past the first and the second guards. And that didn't change their lives. 
You know, nothing. You see, Peter wasn't free yet. He just had a sense of freedom. When they went past the first and the second guards and came to the iron gates, that separated them from the city. You know what happens in life when you get born again? You have a freedom. But there is still something that separates you from all that you prayed about. From all that God has for you. There was an iron gate that separated them from the city of their dreams. And the gate opened by itself. It didn't say for Peter. For them. And they went through it. When they had walked down the street, the angel now left. If the angel had left before, it is unlikely the gates will open. This morning I want to speak to you on the subject, get to the gate first. Get to the gate first. Let me have your attention. The frustration of a lot of us stems from the fact that the chains fell off. The frustration of a lot of us is yes, there was an angelic visitation, a prophetic utterance. The frustration is I, I escaped from the first guard, the second set of God. Why am I still not in the city of my dreams? How come all that God has done has not made the real difference in my life? Put a hand on someone and say, get to the gate first. Put your hand on someone and say, get to the gate first. Father, this morning I look into the word of God according to the leading of the spirit and I realize that we all have to get to the gate that will make the difference. The gate that does not respect anything. The gate that nobody can open. It has to open from the inside by itself. And we have stayed too long around the gate. We have, we have begged the gate. We have prayed about the gate. But today by the release of the word, let the word be quick and powerful. So that the gate that has separated my people from all that they wanted. That separated us from the promise and the destiny in Christ. Be open unto us also of its own accord. Thank you Father Lord for this word. Help us to be attentive. And help us to be obedient like Peter. So that we will not end in frustration. But we'll end in jubilation. So shall it be in Jesus name. You may be seated. Look at that gate. Big monstrous gate. If you were to stand in front of that gate. The height of that gate is like 20 feet. And all kinds of snipers behind that gate. The, you are not allowed to go through the gate except the gate opened by itself. The Bible says they went past the first and the second guards. And they came to the iron gate that separated them. I can feel the frustration of people. Just behind this gate is what I want. I feel so close. But this gate, I don't know what to do about it. But the gate opened by itself for them. And they were able to go through it. The message translation says, past the first guard and then the second, they came to the iron gate that led into the city. There was no other way to get into that city. And it swung open, the Bible says, before them on its own. Listen to this. And they went out on the street free as the breeze. 
for the first time free as the breeze at the uh, verse 11 in the message Bible says at the first intersection the angel left him going his own way the job of the angel is not done until he escorts you through the gates and a lot of people don't know that I'll come to that in a short while the angel everybody has an angel and sometimes the angel doesn't have wings the angel is a human angel when you shake off your angel because your chains fell off you, which is what a lot of people do you don't know what is waiting for you and just because some guards you escape from them and you think you don't need the angel anymore when you get to the gate you realize the gate does not open to you it opens because the angel is with you. Bible says, after that, at the intersection, the angel left him. I'm reading from Message Bible, verse 11, going his own way. That's when Peter realized it was no dream. I can't believe this. I can't believe this really happened. Somebody, this will be your exclamation of joy very soon in Jesus' name. Let me hear the right kind of amen. I can't believe it. This really happened to me too. You heard it happen to people. And you're used to hearing other people's testimony. You will be testifying to in the name of the Lord Jesus. He said the master sent his angels and rescued me from Herod's vicious little production. And the spectacle. Hey, Olua. The spectacle, the Jewish mob, they were looking forward to. Instead of being spectacular. Lord, may we not end up as a spectacle in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says when they passed through the gate, verse 10, they were free as the breeze. Free as a breeze to start a better life. Can you say amen? I said, can you say amen? Why do you come to church if you don't know how to say amen? You are going to be free as a breeze to start a better life. Free as a breeze to connect with your destiny at last. Free as a breeze to tap into the prosperity of the city of your dreams. Now this is what everyone wants. But it only happens after you pass through the gate. The ecstasy of ah, An angel showed up. An angel told me to get up. The chains fell off. I went through one guard. I went through this. It's not enough. All those things are supposed to happen to get you to the gate. You don't appear before this gate alone. I wonder who is with you. You can't take your friend to the gate. It doesn't, ex it doesn't respect your friend. The person that will go with you at the gate has to be sent from God. Bible says an angel was sent from God. Where is your angel? Are you still with your angel? That's the trouble. The gate recognizes that the angel has to be with you. It's like a combination lock. You can't have one without the other. If you have a combination safe that uses two keys, you can open one, but what? The safe will not open. You have to open the two. Some saves have number and they have key. If you roll the dials and they and the dials fall into place, but you don't have the key, it ain't gonna open. 
if you have the key and you don't have the combination, it ain't going to open. And that's why we have been frustrated. It's, baby, it's not that you don't have something. You don't have it all. Tell your neighbor, get to the gate first. Everything that the angel did for Peter would have meant nothing at all if Peter didn't get to the gates. If Peter didn't even get through the gates, what's the point that the chains fell off? The guards would have woken up and met him there. The wicked expectations of the Jewish people will have come to pass in the shameful execution of Peter because they would be more annoyed that the chains fell off. They probably kill him in a more painful way for embarrassing them. And all the prayers of the church because the preceding um, verse says and the church was praying for Peter. And all the prayers of the church if he didn't get through the gate would have seemed unanswered and powerless. The church was praying. If Peter rushed to the gate without the angel, it would seem like the pastor's prayers were unanswered and not powerful. Many of us, I don't know why, you don't recognize who is supposed to be with you. You know this age where people do what they feel like and they make their own rules, it doesn't work with God like that. Go and tell them, Pastor Femi Paul spoke the truth. This generation that wants to do their own thing, their own way, it does not work with God. There's only one master and it is God. The equation of your gate opening to you is determined by how God set it in place. Stop saying I'm going to do it my way. Stop saying this is what I like to do. Stop saying I'm going to go it this way. No, 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 no. When it comes to the gate, the angel has to be with you. I'm going to prove it to you. The iron gate that led to the city opened to them, not to him. And the angel departed only after they got through the gate. The angel knows his job. But do you know the assignment of the angel? Do you value the presence of your angel? A lot of us, when the chains fell off, maybe you paid off your debts. Uh, uh, some things happened, some guards, you get through some guards. And you stop listening to your angel. The angel said, follow me. And until I say, stop following me, you need to continue to do what? Today, people follow their own mind. Not when it comes to the gate. It was when the angel, it was the angel that left Peter. Not Peter leaving the angel by thinking, well, I don't think I need you anymore. Some people have left their angels at some juncture in life. It was the angel that left. Bible says he departed suddenly. Not Peter leaving the angel thinking wrongly that, well, I don't need you anymore. This means someone has to be with you when you get to the gate of your destiny. I want to prove it to you. Israel had to wait for Moses 430 years because God raised Moses to take them out of captivity and the gate of destiny, which was the Red Sea, was not going to open to anybody else. They had to wait. Let me read it to you. In the same Acts of Apostles, chapter number 7. I'm going to read quickly verses 23 to 27 because I want you to get through that gate. 
When you get through that gate, the wealth and the prosperity of the city, you can connect to it. Bible says, now when, uh, when Moses was 40 years old, it came into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. He knew they had to get through the gates. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended and avenged him who was oppressed and struck down the Egyptian. For he supposed that his brethren would have understood that God would deliver them by his hand. But what? But what? But what? They did not understand. Today you receive understanding in Jesus' name. And the next day he appeared to two of them as they were fighting each other. And try to reconcile them. Say, men, you are brethren now. Why do you do wrong one to another? But he who did his labor wrong pushed him away saying, who made you a ruler and a judge over us? Who made you a ruler? Your angel that is supposed to escort you to the gate. That must open for your lot to change. You were born in captivity. Your father was born in captivity. You have a promise of God. You think because of that, you don't need the angel trouble. Once they said that, you know what happened? Moses left. And as long as he was away, another 40 years, they remained the same place. If our angel, we have sent our angel away, may the Lord bring him back. You know, that's why God had to go in the burning bush to talk to Moses. The gate will not open to them. Please go back. He had given up on them. They probably had given up on themselves. Let me read, continue to read. In the message translation of verse 25, give me verse 25 again. The one that says, verse 25 of the text I read says, he thought his brothers. Hey. He thought his brethren would be glad that he was on their side. And they will even see see him what? As an instrument of God to deliver them. Read the last sentence yourself and read it loud. Read it loud. Read it again. The Bible says, having eyes, some cannot see. Having ears, they cannot understand. God wants the gates to open. And he sends your brother to deliver you. But you didn't see it that way. You know, be careful when you pick your leader yourself. Be careful. The people you have strength in, if they're not the ones anointed for the job, good as they are, you will just get stuck before the gate that could have led to the city of your dreams. I want to read the final part of this story. Same Acts 7, but we go down to verse 35. I read verse 35 and 36. Verse 35 to 36. You know, I read for you the preceding part. This is the culmination. He said, this Moses, whom they rejected, saying, who made you a ruler and a judge, is the one God sent to be a ruler and a deliverer by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush. Verse 36. 
Read with me. He brought them out after he had shown wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness for 40 years. Hallelujah. Let, let's read from verse 35 from the Message Bible as well. Hurry up. Read with me. This is the same Moses whom they earlier rejected saying, who put you in charge of us? Stop there. When God wants to get you to where he wants to get you, he will appoint and anoint somebody. Don't say to the person, who put you in charge of me? The man doesn't want to be in charge of you. It's God that says be in charge for a reason. When his part is done, he goes. But if you send him away before the part, God will bless him. He will continue. But you get stuck. May we not remain stuck in Jesus' name. They said earlier, who put you in charge of us? This is the Moses that God using the angel flaming in the burning bush sent back as ruler and what? Redeemer. May we be redeemed from our problems in Jesus' name. Verse 36, read with me. He led them out of their what? Their slavery. He did what? Wonderful things. Setting up God's signs all through Egypt. Down at the Red Sea. And out in the wilderness for 40 years. What I'm saying to you is you need to get to the gate first. This message hits me so bad. Never heard anybody preach it before in my life. Direct Holy Spirit telling me. He said, stop forcing. My promise over your life still stands. But you need to get to the gate first. And don't saunter to the gate. Thinking you're all that and a bag of potato chips. Make sure my angel that I sent you is with you. I want you to rise to your feet. Bring up the slide. Show me that gate. Bible says the gate that separated them from the city. Can I tell you something? You must get to the gate first. On Wednesday, I will show you how to get to that gate. And you know what? You don't want to get to the gate at my age. Almost 60. If you're younger than me, I want you to get to the gate before me. You don't want to get to the gate like Moses at 80. Why don't you get to the gate at 40? Why do you want to wait till 80? Because once you get to the gate, your life changes. The gate is a game changer. The gate is the gate of better things and better days. How many of us want a better life? Lift up your hand to God. As you pray, I want you to know that even on Wednesday, I will show you how you can get to the gate fast. You don't have to get there late. Pray to the Lord. Say, Lord, help me to get to the gate of the city of my dreams. Help me to get to the gate the gate of my prophecy that is still hanging. 
the gate of my breakthrough. The gate that will change my life from how it has always been to how it should be. The gate that will change my family history and a better generation will start. This is a prayer you should groan about. Pray, say, Lord, I need to get to the gate. Thank you, the chains fell away. Thank you, I put on my sandals in readiness. Thank you for my coat. Thank you because I got some trouble out of the way. But now, the gate is shut. I am close, so close. Lord, I can't remain at this gate. My time is running out. Pray, say, Lord, if I left my angel somewhere, if I brushed off my angel, if I wasn't listening to the instruction of my angel, Lord, forgive me. Like Israel, bring back my angel, bring back my Moses. When they go to the Red Sea, they say, ah, Pharaoh is approaching. He has an army. The gate will not open. God said to Moses, you are the one that can open the gate. Lift up your rod. He didn't even say talk to the Red Sea. And the Red Sea parted. Praise the Lord. Bring back my angel. I, I repent. I will listen to the instruction of the one you sent to me. So that the gate will not continue to resist me. So that the gate will open to me. Thank you, Father Lord. For this word in season. That the gate to our dreams and aspirations will open to us. This September. So that this year will end with unparalleled celebration and jubilation, oh God. So that the story of our lives is stop circling the same mountain. Stop battling the same demons. Thank you, Father Lord. I join faith with everyone here. And I pray for them that they will listen to my instruction so that the gate will not remain shut. I pray that they will be obedient enough to show up on Wednesday so that the gate will not be shut on them and their children and their children's children. Thank you for this word in season. We rejoice in you, O God. Thank you for things that are about to change. Glory be to your name, O God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. If you must clap, you might as well clap very well. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. I want to take tithes and first fruits. That is one of the instructions of your angel. This wise Pastor Etefia has spoken to us. And there's no argument anymore concerning our responsibility back to God to give gladly and to give bountifully. So that the gate that leads to divine provision 
some people say God should bless my hustle. That makes you a hustler. I'm not. I'm never in a hustle because I'm, I will never be called a hustler. So that the gates to divine provision may be open to us, that we stop being hustlers like people of the world. In the name of Jesus, lift up your envelope, lift up your card gladly, Father. I want to thank you for fellow tithers like me. Father, I pray for them in their obedience that you prepare the gates to respond to them. It may be shut on others, but the gate will not be shut on them. Father, I pray that you pay respect to their giving the way you did for the giving of Abel. Let it be a sweet-smelling savor, holy and acceptable to you. And help me, Lord, decorate their lives and beautify their homes with all the things that make hearts glad. On this side of eternity, may none of them miss out on the joys of living. So it is in Jesus' name. God bless you as you draw.